Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. On this week's show, I'll speak with Union Hockey senior Josh Kosak. We'll discuss its recent hockey humanitarian nomination and his reason for deciding to come back and play for the Dutchman next season. First, though, let's talk college lacrosse. The Albany men's and women's teams are preparing for their seasons. Of course, a lot depends not only with the COVID-19 situation, but the weather. It's been a bit chilly lately outside. First, uh, let's look at the Albany men's lacrosse team. The Great Danes were set to open Sunday afternoon at Lehigh, but that game has been canceled. Now, the Danes will open the season next Saturday when they host Colgate. The Danes are picked to finish second in the America East Conference. They were 2-3 and three last year when the remainder of the season was canceled because of the pandemic. On Wednesday, I spoke with men's head coach Scott Marr, who is in his 21st season as head coach of the Danes, about what the season will look like. Well, Scott, appreciate you coming on, and uh, hope all is well, and you're staying safe. Can I appreciate it. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing all right. You know, just navigating every day as it comes. Well, as, uh, we were expecting you to open the season Sunday at Lehigh, and now we found out uh, here as we're taping on Wednesday that the game has been canceled. What happened? Uh, a combination, a couple things. Uh, you know, we're both low on numbers. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Lehigh's been hit a little bit harder than us. He's, he's only down to about 27 players, so you need a minimum of 28 to play, or at least in our conference you do. And then, uh, you know, it just they're, they're getting hit with, uh, they think, another foot of snow on, on Friday and a Saturday. Uh, so just a combination of a couple of things, but, but mostly because, uh, you know, both of us are a little undermanned right now, uh, you know, going into the weekend. So... <clears throat> So is this sort of a blessing that you know, now you wait till uh, March to play? Well, we're actually, we added Colgate this past week. So okay. we're playing Colgate at, at home next uh, Saturday, the 27th uh, at noon. So that'll actually be our opener. And then we then we start conference play on March 6th. So, you know, at least we have another week here to practice and get get some guys healthy and uh, get some guys back in the lineup, hopefully by, uh, by Saturday against Colgate. So... Um, at least, at least we get one non-conference game under our belt, uh, you know, before we start conference play. So, you know, we're excited. Like I said, we're just we're kind of just taking it day by day, and you know, whatever the day brings us, whether it's weather or COVID stuff or you know uh, injuries, we just uh, just try to do the best we can with the guys who can can step on the field and play. You know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the COVID. Obviously, you know, we're a year, just about a year into this pandemic now, and you know, we've seen the situation with the basketball teams there at UAlbany. How has, have things been going with the uh, lacrosse team? Well, we're doing okay. We actually have uh, we have eight guys right now in quarantine um, that are just being tested, and we're waiting for some of those results. But um, you know, it's it's been uh, it's just been a challenge. You know, again, I think the hardest thing for the kids is is the uncertainty of it all. You know, and again, we were planning on going to Lehigh or this weekend and, and playing them and. And then we find out today that we can't do it. So uh, you know, it's just the, the kind of the emotional roller coaster of getting ready to play a game, and then and then all of a sudden you're told, "No, nah, it's not going to happen." Uh, you know, and then just trying to keep them engaged in in, uh, in school. Uh, you know, being remote and then you know doing everything on online in their rooms. 
Uh, we don't see them as much. We don't. We're not around them as much. So those are those are probably the biggest challenges. Is really not being around each other. You know, they're we're trying to keep them separated so they're so the COVID situations don't don't get us for quarantining uh, possibilities. You know, so they pretty much stay to their house and who they live with. Uh, or their dorm room, or their dorm mates, and stuff like that. So it's you know that's that's probably the biggest challenge I think for the freshmen is not to have that you know that constant interaction with us as a staff, but also with their teammates. So um, you know again, just trying to just trying to take each day that we are together and have some fun with it, and just try to try to progress forward if we can. What about the mental health? We we we've been hearing a lot about that. Obviously, everybody's been you know, cooped up at home or or on campus. Uh, be how, how have you been dealing with that? How's the uh, school been dealing with that? Well, I mean, I think we have we have resources. You know, we have a good uh, mental health center at school for that. You know, some of our guys, I'm sure, are taking advantage of just going over and talking to some people. And you know, and we're trying to, you know, as coaches, we're trying to be there for them as well and, and be an outlet for them to talk to if they need it. Um, we're certainly flexible with guys if they want to go home. You know, stuff like that. You know. I think right now for us, though, I think we're in a pretty good spot, to be honest. Again, just being able to practice every day um, for, for us to be able to play a sport that we love playing. So I think that's that's a really big piece. I think, again, if we can if we can get through this and be able to get some games in and start playing, I think that would really help. Uh, but, but, again, just being out on the practice field. I mean, we were out there today. It was pretty cold. The field was frozen. Uh, but we had music cranking and the guys were dancing and having fun and, and you know, and, and going through some stretching and just a really light workout. We really really couldn't do much with the field being as, as hard and frozen as it was. So, um, you know, again, we're just, like I said, just trying to make the best of every opportunity we can. That's that's really the, the best thing we could do. May I inquire what kind of music was playing? <laughs> um, it's, all, it's honestly just all different. We mix it up a little bit. You know, I like to hear some of the, old school rock and roll and then the, the the boys love to hear some of the newer uh techno stuff or or or, or more of the rap stuff so we, we try to have a nice mix you know <laughs> so everybody's happy i'm like you i'm old school with the, the classic rock so i go for that yeah. <laughs> so let's take a look at the team this year i mean what is it going to look like uh especially if you have, do you have any Seniors who were expected were, would have graduated last year. If anybody has come back for that extra year, yeah, we do have. We have four guys that came back. Um, Stephen Coons is a defender. He was uh, has been a starting defender for a couple of years now. He's probably our biggest leader on the defense, especially if not our, our leader really overall for our team. Um, Jacob Patterson, uh, attackman, who's you know one of our better players, was in the top ten last year in in, uh, in assists before the season ended. Uh, Ron Ron John is a midfielder. Um, same with him; he's he's one of our top midfielders. Uh, and then Doug Goldsmith is a is a midfielder as well that came back. So we have four four guys uh, there. We got a transfer uh, goaltender from from Utah, his name is Liam Donnelly. Um, and Liam's competing for a starting spot right now. Um, very very good player. And then uh, and, that, and that's it for the for the transfers. Or actually, we had another transfer. Uh, but he's a sophomore. His name is Elijah Gash, and he's a defender. Um, and Elijah's very athletic and very, very capable of playing this year as well. So, um, but the team looks good. I'm, I'm really super excited. I think, I think this is probably the most athletic defense that we've had since I've been here. Um, you know, we have, uh, like I said, Stephen, Michael Kozar, Tanner Hay, 
Uh, Will Pepe is a sophomore from from uh, from Latham, from went to Shaker High School. You know, Will's six foot five. He's very athletic, uh, very you know physical player. Um, you know, again, Michael Kozar is excellent. This kid Elijah Gas, Jack Peterson. So I think we're really deep in in most of our spots. Um, you know, the goaltender, like I said, Liam Donnelly, uh, him, and then Will Ramos is a, is a senior. Um, you know, the two of them are kind of fighting it out, but then we have a freshman and a sophomore uh, in Tommy Heller and Jack Van Valkenburg are, are, both, are both right there. But um, I, I think our depth, our depth overall is, uh, is, is really, really good. Um, like I said, defensively, we have probably 10, you know, 8 to 10 guys that we could play. At the midfield, we're probably about 10 deep right now. Uh, and then our offensive players uh, were probably right around the same. We're probably about six to six to eight attackmen deep. So um, again, you bring back you know Jacob Patterson on attack, uh, Dehogan Anico is a senior. Um, we have Camden Hayes, a freshman. Uh, Corey Yunker is a junior. Um, you know, so we have we, again we have some some really good depth and, and uh, some 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 pretty good physical players. Graydon Hogg played a lot last year, so. Last year, before we finished playing, you know, our last game was at Maryland. We played eight freshmen, you know, true freshmen last year. So those guys are all redshirt freshmen this year. Um, but eight of them were playing, and there were probably two more of them that were on the verge of playing. So uh, we were we were kind of young last year in a sense. So uh, with that class coming back, they're most of those guys again are all going to play. Um, our freshman class is the Camden Hay. Um, Joey Pesamente is a freshman and attackman as well. They're both from Victor High School. They played together in high school. Uh, those guys are both probably going to play. Uh, and then all those sophomores are going to play. And then you mix in, like, uh, Peter Swab, Alex Bergmaster, uh, Ashton Bradley. Those guys are senior midfielders for us. So we've got a nice little mix, too, of, of older guys who have been around and played and run that Final Four team and then and then some young guys. So uh, just really excited about, again, where we're going and, and uh, you know the the athletic uh, athleticism really of the whole team. Yeah, you picked to finish second in America East. Is that the proper spot? You think you can win it? Oh, I know we can win it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, I think two is fine. Uh, you know, I was surprised really too, just because going back to when we actually last competed. You know, uh, UMBC had won it, um, and then Vermont was up there as well. Stony Brook got a new coach in that time in that time frame, so um, they're going to be a little bit different. Um, but I, I think they're all capable of winning it. But I feel I feel really good about uh, us competing in the conference and, and getting in that tournament and, and winning those two games in uh, in early May. So yeah. How has uh, recruiting been affected by the pandemic? I know you weren't able to go out and see players play, but have you been able to you know talk with people uh, recruits on Zoom and maybe see video that way of them playing? Yeah, I mean, we had to, we, you know, we made up a, a, a Zoom a Zoom presentation, you know, of campus and our classes and, you know, what what we offer academically and then athletically, obviously, showing them stuff and different highlights of games and, and the team and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's definitely different. You know, kids aren't allowed to visit campus, so everything was kind of a virtual tour. Um, you know, so that was that was challenging. We some of our kids who are local or, or in New York or able to get here did come up to campus on their own and walk around, uh, you know, in the fall and stuff like that. So we, we did get some 22s. We still have uh, probably, you know, five or six kids still to fill in that class. But we were going to wait till this summer till hopefully we can go out and watch kids play 
uh, live and then and then get some more and then and then we're also still dealing with you know every every kid from last year's team got another year you know so like I said that freshman class from last year you know they're redshirt freshmen right now mm-hmm. so last year was kind of a you know a, a free year for them in a sense so you know we're, we're trying to work it so we could keep most of those guys in their fifth year so that'll put a dent in the class that was supposed to come in when they graduated so um, so it's kind of a little tricky. Uh, it could put a, a little bit of a hole in the in the in the team down the road after those guys do graduate. Because again, it's only for one year, so you wouldn't be bringing in kids for four years. You would be you'd be bringing in maybe a handful. So um, so it's it's a little tricky in that regard. But we're we're trying to figure it out. And like I said, we really like our our you know our young kids in our future for sure. You know those those freshmen. Between our freshman class last year and the freshman class this year, we're, there's 31 kids in, in combined in those two classes. So uh, it's a big it's a big chunk of the team. Team's going back to its roots. Uh, not going to be able to play at uh, Tom and Mary Kings Stadium. Going to be back at uh, Fallon Field. Uh, what's that going to be like playing there this year? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. It's, it's fine. I mean, you know, obviously we understand the circumstances and and our. You know, our, our school made a decision for all of our fall sports, uh, you know, uh, and the conference made a decision for the fall sports to be playing. So we just kind of kind of have to work together. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate, really, to be honest with you, you know, uh, that we have uh, Fallon Field and it's it's just for lacrosse. And so it's only us and the women's team that, 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 that use it. And so I only, you know, I deal with Katie with practice times and all that kind of stuff. It's really It's really easy, actually. Um, so we're not fighting with football or the soccer to, to get practice time. So if we only had one facility, it would be tough, you know. And that was part of the problem with Lehigh is that they had they have all their teams playing on one on one field, you know. And, and uh, so we're I think we're actually pretty fortunate that we have you know the two facilities and uh, and and the, the the turf for for Fallon Field was was brand new. They just put it down last uh, last summer, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice facility, and it's uh, you know hopefully we get some some fans uh, towards the end of the year here in April, and uh, you know it's 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 got good sidelines and everything. So you know again, I, we we play in the parking lot at this point. You know what I mean? It's just we just want to we just want to play games. So uh, it's a it's a really nice facility. So we're 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 happy to play anywhere. To be honest, how confident are you that this season will be you'll be able to get through the season without major uh, interruptions? Well, I feel pretty good. I think, you know, again, for us, the, the outdoor sports, I think, have a little bit of, a, of an advantage because we're outside and, you know, we're, we're not uh, on top of each other and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're, we're not indoors, obviously. So, um, you know, the, the main concern really is, is you, know, you know, what happens off the field when the guys go to class or they're going to, uh, you know, the grocery store, you know, just being in the house together or if somebody comes over that they're not, you know, that they're – not in their normal circle, you know. Those are those are the things where guys can get sick from. Uh, it's it's really difficult to prevent guys from getting it at this point, you know, just because it's a really contagious virus. And, you know, it's just you know it's just hard to hard to avoid it. You know, you look at the NHL and the NBA and then the Major League Baseball. I mean, those you know they have millions of dollars of testing and all that stuff, and and they're getting interrupted each week. So. Um, I think again for us, we have 53 guys on the roster. We got everybody healthy. Uh, and we and we were missing a, you know a handful of guys here or there. Uh, I, I think we'll get through the season, uh, you know, pretty pretty uh, pretty confident we'll get through uh, most of our schedule, if okay. not all of it. 
Well, Scott, I appreciate a few minutes talking to you, Albany Lacrosse. Good luck this season, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody stays safe and you have a, have a good campaign. Awesome, man. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate you having me on. Now let's talk about the UAlbany women's lacrosse team. Like the men, the women's team is picked to finish second in America East. The Great Danes were 3-2 and two last year when the remainder of the season was canceled. On Wednesday, I spoke with Katie Rowan Thompson, who begins her third year as the head coach. Katie, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I hope uh, you're staying safe there at UAlbany and hope things are well. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad to be back with you. Thanks so much for the invitation. And yeah, everything is, is going well. We're happy to be um, back on campus practicing and, uh, you know, looking forward to our matches soon. Yeah, you obviously open up Saturday at Boston College. Uh, as of right now, who knows what could happen between now and then. But uh, just with what happens, you know, with, you know, we've seen stop and starts with the basketball programs, both at UAlbany and Siena. How concerned are you uh, that you'll be able to get through a season unscathed? Yeah, you know, we um, we were definitely anticipating that there are going to be um, different postponements or, you know, shifts that we're going to have to make. So we, um, you know, have, have learned a lot through throughout um, the basketball season and, and seeing how they have adjusted and been so flexible. Um, so, you know, we, um, we are anticipating that there's going to be some changes, but we're also really optimistic that, um, you know, we're, we're going to get a, um, a really solid uh, season in. How, how, the preseason workouts, I mean, how have they been affected by everything? Uh, has it been a normal uh, situation trying to get ready for the season, or is just everything's been you know, kind of a cluster? Yeah, you know, we, um, we've had a really good two and a half weeks of preseason. Um, you know, our biggest challenge right now is the weather, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, so every day is a little different with um, whether we're able to get in outside or inside just because of the either the temperatures or, or the snow. Um, but, you know, we're so fortunate to, um, to have a great crew and facilities crew at, at UAlbany that work tirelessly to, you know, get the, get the fields ready so that we are able to, um, you know, to get outside as much as possible. So, um, yeah, you know, preseason has been going really well. The, the players are in really high spirits, really great energy, um, and, um, yeah, just excited to be back on the field together. Well, give us a, a preview of what your teams would look like. Obviously, you know, some players who were supposed to graduate last year are coming back. They took advantage of the uh, uh, extra year. So what is this team going to look like? Yeah, we, um, we're really excited about this team that we have. Like you mentioned, we have four um, uh, returning fifth years who are doing graduate work um, right now, and all four have, um, you know, are really experienced, have, um, you know, played a lot of minutes for us, and, um, you know, we're really, really excited to have, have them all back and, um, you know, return and, uh, you know, the, the rest of the team has had some really great experiences and um, added seven freshmen to the team. So really feel um, excited about this balance um this balanced team um, at all positions, and there's a lot of depth, too. Uh, you mentioned you know, a lot of freshmen. Obviously, recruiting is going to be a little different maybe in the next couple of years with this extended, uh, the extra year of eligibility for the seniors. Uh, how do you see it affecting uh, recruiting down the road? 
Um, yeah, you know, we, there's there's always that opportunity for for these um, players to return for the fifth year. So, um, you know, we'll have conversations as we go, but we're still looking to, um, you know, bring in full recruiting classes, and um, you know, recruiting's going really really strongly even through the pandemic. Um, you know, everyone has had a shift and get really creative with. Um, Zoom calls and, and getting to know these players through um, through film and recommendations. So um, you know it's going really well for us, and we're really excited to um, you know to welcome some new uh, great Danes um, to our program in the future in the upcoming years. Yeah, what has recruiting been like in this I mean, in pandemic? Obviously, you mentioned Zoom. You really can't the coach your staff can't really go out right now and see players of uh, play. Uh, what? How do you recruit players like this right now? Do, you, do they send you tapes? Uh, how's that? How's that working? Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely been been way different because we're we're coming up on almost a year of of a dead period um, where we haven't been able to um, be face to face with any prospective student athletes. So um, you know, phone calls and Zoom and um, yep, lots of lots of film. You know, the, the players will send full games. And um, as well as highlights, and you know, really just um, communicating well with them and their coaches uh, to get to know these players. What is it going to take to uh, not Stony Brook off its perch? I mean, you guys again, once again, uh, pick second to finish in the league. Yeah, um, you know, it, we're we have a really competitive conference, um, Stony Brook. Um, is a really talented and, and deep team. They're ranked sixth in the country, so um, we um, are, are up for the challenge, and um, it's really exciting. We get to face them twice um, during the regular season, so this is the first time that we've seen them twice, um, you know, so one home and one away. So we're just really looking forward to compete with um you know, with them and, and all of our opponents, we're, we're just really, really excited to, to get out on the field and competing again together as, as a team. Yeah, you know, last year, you, you this, when the season stopped, you were three and two. Uh, I mean, how frustrating was it to have the season canceled at that point? And did you think, you know, we're going, we're, you're going to have a season this year? I mean, uh, what was the anticipation like for maybe preparing for not playing this year? Yeah, you know, um, it, it was really, um, really hard last year. Um, we we had 12 seniors um, who had, you know, been such a solid group um, from their freshman year and just um, had great leadership skills and skills on and off the field. And, um, you know, it, it was really, really hard. And, um, but yeah, you know, th- this year we've just um, been taking it day by day and, just um, it's just a new perspective, a new appreciation for every time that we um, are able to be on the field, and you know, loving um, playing the sport with our, you know, uh, with our team. So we um, we are ready for anything. But again, every, so many people have worked so hard to make this a reality, make this season a reality, and um, you know, we can't thank our administration and conference and the NCAA for. Um, for allowing us this opportunity this spring season. I know a lot of people have been talking about the mental health of people being cooped up uh, in either the dorms or home. How's uh, you? How's the team been? You know their mental health and how how they've been uh, trying to you know take care of themselves that way. Yeah, that's something that we focused um, 
you know, a lot of, um, a lot of time and effort on because it is so important. The mental health, um, of these student athletes is, is crucial and, and keeping their, um, you know, spirits, spirits high and, um, their self care. So we have, um, as a, as a team and as a staff have focused a lot of time on that and, um, have talked to outside sources and, and done different things with our team to, um, to make sure they're doing okay, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, scheduled events or, you know, through Zoom or just little check-ins, just, um, you know, keeping, keeping tabs on everyone and making sure that, um, you know, everyone is, um, is doing okay and, and be a support to one another. Well, Katie, I appreciate a few minutes talking about the season. Uh, you know, good luck uh, with the season. Uh, obviously, you open Saturday at Boston College, first home game next Thursday against St. Bonaventure. Uh, hopefully, the weather will cooperate as well. Yes, thank you. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you, Katie. Up next, I'll talk to Union College Hockey senior forward Josh Kosak. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. Sign up for the weekly Daily Gazette sports newsletter. The newsletter features updates on the local sports scene from our staff writers, debate on topics local and national, and reveals the latest guests for the Parting Shots podcast. The newsletter is free. To sign up, head to dailygazette.com. Hi, this is Albany football coach Greg Atuso. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. Last week... Union College senior hockey forward Josh Kosak was named a nominee for the Hockey Humanitarian Award for his work with Cozy's Kids. He also announced that he will come back and play next season instead of transferring. Here is my conversation with Josh Kosak. Well, Josh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, how are things with you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, things are things are going well. Um, back in Schenectady, actually, at the moment. Um, enjoyed some time in Florida. Um, for a little bit, just got out of quarantine, and uh, yeah, excited to be back. Um, not not really able to do anything with the team or anything right now, but um, it's still nice to see the guys and, and to be back here. What were you doing in Florida? Go, would you go to Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Um, although my Cowboys weren't playing in it, and I don't know if they'll ever play in it. But no, they won't. Uh, I, I oh. hope they don't either, because I'm an Eagles <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, my uh, my old Billa family from Green Bay, um, they moved to Orlando, just south of Orlando, um, about four years ago. So I was staying with them for two months, um, which was super nice. Um, it's really difficult to, to go home to Ontario with all the travel restrictions and stuff right now. So I um, just decided to, to stay in, in the States um, for the break and stuff. Okay. Uh, first of all, you know, last week uh, the announcement came out you were nominated for the humanitarian Hockey Humanitarian Award. Uh, congratulations on that. When you heard that, what did you think? Yeah, thank you. Um, I was I was just super honored and, and very grateful for it. Um, all the people that have helped me um, to set up Cozy's Kids, and it just started with a, a small email, and now it's grown into a pretty substantial thing for me and our team and um, the kids at the Coco House, so... I was just very grateful. Um, it's, a, it's a huge honor. Um, it, it sheds some light on, on this year, given we haven't stepped on the ice. Um, but to be nominated, yeah, I was super, super honored and grateful. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thank everyone for all their help and support that they've given me, um, especially with the uh, donations we received this year. Um, some people were very generous, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, and just looking forward to building off this and continuing it um, next year when we're playing. What inspired you to do that? Um, so I've always worked with kids. Um, my summer job would, was teaching hockey to kids, so I always loved just kind of being around um, kids and helping them grow and stuff like that. But it actually started um, at Dartmouth. A, a guy named Patrick Toner, um, he was sitting by the glass, and I always, I'm always the first one out um, onto the ice. And I saw him sitting there with his parents and um, just gave him some knuckles before warm-ups and then came out, um, off the ice after and chatted to him a little bit. And then um, before the game started, uh, we were talking, and I, I actually guaranteed a win for him, which is a pretty bold move, <laughs> similar to Messier back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, we ended up did winning. Uh, I think I got him a puck or something like that, and then um, I kind of thought that was it. And then um, his mom reached out to the school and and contacted me on Facebook. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of started from there. Uh, we kept in touch with them. Uh, I sent him a Christmas card, actually, this year. Um, they're a tremendous family. Um, and then it just kind of grew and grew from there. Um, I remember talking to Coach Bennett, just trying to figure out something and I remember one day he skated up to me on the ice and he just goes, you should call it Cozy's Kids. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a great idea. And then um, just started working with Beth Tiffany, um, the assistant athletic director at Union. Um, and we just started mapping out a plan. It started with school visits. Um, and then obviously we couldn't do school visits this year because of um, COVID and whatnot. Um, and I think I was talking to my dad and, I was just trying to brainstorm what to do this year and um, came up with the, the idea to start a GoFundMe. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, I was, I was shocked and overwhelmed with, with how, uh, how many people donated and it was, it was great to see. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to building off it for next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know Mike McGadden, our, our co like my colleague here at the Gazette wrote a story back in November and we say there's a picture of you and uh, Sean Harrison and just a number of you know, donations that are sitting in the trunk right there as you guys are getting out. I mean, how overwhelming has this been for you? I mean, how satisfying has this been for you? Yeah, well, actually, the, the code thing was something completely different. Um, that was just a school initiative that I started. Um, typically, the school would always do like a code drive with the city mission. And um, my coach brought it to, our, to my attention, and I... Actually, a funny story, I went to print 30 flyers to post them around campus, and I put boxes in our main campus center. But instead of 30 flyers, I printed like 300 flyers. <laughs> added an extra, added an extra zero. zero by accident. So, yeah, so then I, so then one afternoon, I just went around uh, putting them on every corner, every wall, every door um, on campus, and then we raised over 100 coats. So I guess it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I entered that extra zero. Yeah. Um, uh, into the printer so that was something completely different but even that alone um, the the kids uh, on campus and faculty um, were super generous with their donations but um, back to the Cozy's Kids part yeah I uh, I set a goal at $1,000 um, I thought that was a, like a, a pretty substantial goal but also very um, make 
Bowl. And then I think within the first night we got that. Um, so then I raised it to 2500 and then got that within a week. And then we're, I made it 5000 um, And we, I think we ended up getting like 5250 Um So it was just like incredible to see, um, especially how difficult this year has been for everyone. Um, seeing people making the generous donations that they were making was, uh, yeah, it was, some of, some of the donations I was overwhelmed with um, and it was great to see um, I mean a lot of people I didn't know who were doing it so I couldn't send thank yous because they're anonymous donations but um, other than that yeah it was uh, it was great to see everyone kind of chipping into a great cause yeah well one other thing with the announcement uh, with the Hockey Humanitarian Award you've announced that you're actually going to come back for your uh, senior season uh, next year and I was with the pandemic the season was cancelled uh, this year what led to the decision to pull out of the uh, transfer portal and just, uh, come back for another year? Um, yeah, I mean, my initial reaction was just kind of, okay, I'll graduate, move on, and then and reevaluate things. And then um, I was kind of having some sleepless nights thinking about it, and it kept eating away at me. And I remember I called Coach Bennett one day um, and just said, listen, I'm having second thoughts about leaving. And then he just he was in my corner the entire time, just said, I respect whatever decision you make. And that probably it took me a month to really to come to terms of what I wanted to do. And ultimately for me, the fact it was, um, obviously given last year, it didn't go really the way we wanted to. Um, and then being named captain and then never actually playing a game as captain, I think was something that would have haunted me for forever. And just the connections, um, I made a union and the community alone. I wasn't ready to leave that yet. Um, since our season was canceled due to COVID, I wanted to come back and um, leave on my own terms and, and change the tide of how last year went. I mean, how disappointing was it to have the season canceled? Uh, we, we saw the Ivies uh, cancel. We saw RPI cancel. Uh, right now, Clarkson's in a, in a pause right now. So the ECAC basically down to three teams. I mean, looking back, I mean, was it the right decision, and how difficult a decision was it for the school to uh, make that decision? I mean, I, I can't say whether it was the right or wrong decision. I mean, that was the school's decision. We respect that. Um, I mean, a lot of teams have had pauses this year, but um, they're working through it, and, and they're all playing games. Um, there's gonna, we knew there was going to be bumps in bumps in the road um, if we were going to make this season work, but ultimately the school decided to cancel it, and that's their decision. Um, I won't really comment any further on that. Um, we respect it. Um, it was for the safety of the community, the staff, and the, fa or and the students, um, but it is what it is. Kind of turned the page at this point, but uh, yeah, it was very heartbreaking. Um, we kind of thought all along, like, there was a little hint that we wouldn't play, but at the same time, all these other schools were announcing their schedules and stuff like that, so we were really hopeful we were playing because it was like 50 or so schools that played, so we thought that oh, we couldn't be the one of the one of the 10 schools that don't, but ultimately they canceled, and it was the school's decision. Um, I guess we'll never know if it was the right decision or not. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, I wasn't ready to, to go out on my terms and or to go out on the terms of them canceling it, so... Um, yeah, that's why I'll be back next year. Yeah, you know, we're seeing with I mean, I, with uh, Albany basketball, Siena basketball, they're having some issues. They've been starting, stopping, starting, stopping. So you, you wonder, 
could Union have gone through that same thing? And would it, yeah, would it, would it have been worth it? To, you know, try to do the at least attempt to start the season. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have my thoughts, and the school can have their thoughts. But at least um, all these athletes are getting the the opportunity to at least try and to at least play. And we knew it wasn't going to be full smooth sailing. We knew there was going to be bumps in the roads and pauses and cancellation of games and stuff like that. But um, like for a lot of guys on our team that are graduating, they played the last game of hockey without even knowing it. And I think for them, like that's very heartbreaking that that was taken away from them and seeing a lot of people that they grew up with, playing with and stuff like that, getting the chance to play their final year. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about health and safety. So, um, if the the campus, I think, has been doing a pretty good job. So as long as everyone's healthy, um, that's all that matters, I guess, yeah, in, the, in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we see Jack Adams over playing now for Providence. Uh, uh, Darren Hanson is going to go to UConn uh, next season for uh, postgraduate uh, year. I mean, do you feel good for those guys that are going to at least get a ch- chance to play one more season? Yeah, and, and Joseph Campolito's at uh, Boston University as okay. well. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped for them. Um, they seem to to both really be they sorry, they're really enjoying their time. Um, Jack at Providence and and Joey at uh, at BU. Um, Darian still he's still at my house. He's still living with me, so I still get to see him. Um, he's not leaving till I guess July or, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy that at least some of the guys got to have a crack to play. I'm sad that it wasn't with me, and we'll never be teammates again, which is it's kind of tough tough pill to swallow. But I'm super happy that they get that opportunity for sure. Have you guys been try, working out, trying to you know stay in shape, at least you know, getting get as you get ready for next season? Yeah, I mean this. Uh, Returning guys are all skating and working out. They're working super hard. I think they're on the ice and slash working out six days a week, um, pretty early in the morning. Um, so super committed. Um, unfortunately, since I'm not currently enrolled at Union um, to remain eligible to be able to play next season, um, the school won't let me skate or work out with the team because I'm not getting tested, which makes sense. Um, so me and uh, Brandon Estes, um, he's coming back as well. He's in the same position I'm in. Um, we're both uh, just had to get gym memberships at another gym. Um, got the workout program from our coach and then are just skating with a, a local high school team. Um, so it's a bit of a makeshift uh, makeshift uh, workout skate schedule, but I mean, it is what it is. And it's, if, it's, if it's what we got to do, it's what we got to do. So um, yeah, we're making it work. You mentioned earlier that you weren't able to go home to Ontario. How tough has that been on you not be able to go home, see your family, and you know basically be quarantined in the in the states? Yeah, I mean, obviously I miss them um, a lot, but I guess that's the glory of 2021. I can just give them a quick FaceTime and see them, and see my dog, talk to my brothers, my parents. We talk all the time, so um, yeah, it obviously sucks not being able to see them, but. Um, they kind of understand the situation. I mean, I can't even go home and see my buddies, really. Like, everyone's in full-on lockdown. No one can hang out with each other. So I'm honestly kind of happy I'm still down here. And my billets in uh, in Orlando are um, some of the best people I've ever met. Um, 
so it's been it's been unreal. I'm very fortunate to have them to be able to to be down there and enjoy the warm weather. Um, and then I'm happy also to be back at school to be able to see my teammates and, and my buddies here. So um, yeah, it, it does suck not being able to go home, but at the same time, um, like it's full lockdown, so I'm not really missing too much. Got a question from uh, I think the Ultimate Union hockey fan Harvey Kagan. Uh, he posted on Facebook when I was mentioning that I'd be talking to you. He said, uh, my congratulations to Josh for all that he has done for Schenectady community despite the cancellation of the hockey season. Good luck on winning the Hockey Humanitarian Award. He deserves it. Josh is the heart and soul and captain of the team. We are thrilled that Josh and all-star defenseman Brandon, Brandon Estes will be returning next year to play one more year. And Harvey's curious to hear what your outlook is for next season. Will the year off significantly hurt the chances of a strong season? Sorry, can you can you yeah. say that last? Uh, yeah, part well, again? he's asking, um, will the year off uh, hurt the team significantly getting ready for next uh, next season and having a strong season? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess time will tell, right? It's it's pretty tough to to say whether it will or won't. I mean, you could look at it both ways. Um, you could say this is a, a good time for a lot of guys to really develop their skills and get stronger in the in the weight room. Um, from my understanding, they've, they've been working their bags off. So hopefully that goes a long way. Um, but then again, we're not getting those game reps. So who really knows? Um, but I think, I think them canceling our season this year, will just kind of light a fire under all of us and, um, to never take a a game for granted next year. Um, so hopefully we come out and kind of redeem ourselves next year. Josh, where can uh, people help donate to uh, Cozy's Kids? Um, well, I started a GoFundMe, but it was, it was just to raise presents for Christmas um, this year. But the uh, the GoFundMe link, I think it expired, or whatever, because Christmas is gone. But um, so currently, I'm not I'm not really doing a fundraiser or anything right now. But I will be um, next holiday season. Uh, I'll probably start it again in November sometime, and. Um, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll make sure to contact you with everything for that. Well, Josh, appreciate a few minutes. Uh, congratulations on the nomination, and uh, hopefully uh, come April when it's announced, uh, you'll, be, you'll have a chance to win that award. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. Hi, this is Miles Reed, editor of the Daily Gazette. These are difficult times. For most of us, the coronavirus crisis has been a time of unprecedented upheaval, uncertainty, and fear. What does it all mean for our health, our families, our jobs, and our futures? At the Daily Gazette, our journalists have been working tirelessly to answer these questions and many more that have come up during this whole pandemic. How many people have tested positive locally? How many have died? Has anyone died in the local nursing homes? Now, in these difficult times, we're turning to you to support our work by purchasing a subscription or making a donation to help fund our daily efforts. With your support, these are the questions we're continuing to report on. Every day, our reporters and photographers have been working the streets and the phones to answer these critical questions. And every day, They answer the bell with their timely and well-documented reports from the front lines in the region. Behind the scenes, the rest of our editorial team, including our sports writers, copy editors, and digital producers, have been wholly focused on covering the COVID-19 story. 
During this critical time, everyone here at the paper is working to provide important news and information to keep the community safe and connected. But our ability to serve our community is being threatened by some economic challenges posed by the pandemic. We have stay-at-home orders, business closures, and school shutdowns, and they're contributing to the massive instability in the local business landscape. Despite all of these changes, the Gazette will remain committed to serving the community for many years to come, just as we've been doing unfailingly for the past 125 years. So please go to thedailygazette.com and donate or purchase a subscription to the Daily Gazette. Thank you, be well, and please keep reading. Hi, this is Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and proud member of the 518 from Gilderland High School. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Now, here's Ken. Back to wrap up the podcast. The first week of the NASCAR season is in the books, and the week one winner of the Daily Gazette's auto racing contest is Jonah Whalen of Saratoga Springs. Jonah wins a $25 grocery shopping card. Congratulations, Jonah. I'll be announcing the weekly winner of the contest, and that winner's name will also appear in Friday's Daily Gazette. The week one VIP winner was some guy named Ken Schott. Somehow, I don't know, but I won. I am now a NASCAR expert. How about that? (laughs) Well, keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. The second wave of the coronavirus is hitting us, so please be vigilant. Even though the vaccine for the coronavirus is coming out, keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be positive. Stay negative. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I'd like to thank Scott Marr, Katie Rowan Thompson, and Josh Kosak for coming on the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, be smart, stay safe, wear the face mask.